he doesn't realize he's already a part of the never-ending story. The never-ending story? What's that? Just as he is sharing all your adventures, others are sharing his. They were with him when he hid from the boys in the bookstore. But that's impossible! They were with him when he took the book with the orange symbol on the cover in which he's reading his own story right now. Hush your face is coming straight to your ears A podcast network that's changing gears Bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat A family of pods that are bringing the heat There ain't no stopping us Keep coming back to us sick ass pods That'll make you hush www-hush-your-face-www-hush-your-face-www-hush-your-face.com Jason Galbraith Jason, everybody, everybody, Jason, from the Three Is Comedy Podcast, also on the HushYourFace.com network. No, no, the Hush Your Face network at www.hushyourface.com. Uh, Jason, I think I just did a promo for the Three Is Comedy Podcast, dude. Send me some money. Uh, awesome. Seriously though, you guys listen to Three is Comedy. They're awesome. <laughs> they are awesome and fun and super entertaining on the Hush Your Face Network. So I just had an awesome, super f- fun conversation with Tammy Stronach from the Never Ending Story, the childlike empress from the Never Ending Story. I had so much fun. It's a shorter podcast than I normally do. I mean, I could have sat here for two, three hours and just talked to her. I mean, we could go, I could have done a solid hour on the Neverending Story. Because if you're like me, you might not be, but if you if you grew up in the 80s, the Neverending Story is a movie you saw. I don't know if I know anybody who has not seen this movie. It's It's a staple in my childhood. It's one of those movies that you watch over and over and over and over. Because it's amazing and also because... You were given a VHS tape. Yeah, VHS. Uh, you guys should know. VHS is, is not one of those discs. It's like this big brick. It looks like a brick. Like a brick you would build a wall with. Right? You stick this in this other bigger brick machine. And then you press play. And sometimes the, the, the tape would get screwed up. And it would get tangled up in there and, and rip. And then you'd be, re- be really mad. But yeah, you VCA, VHS tapes. When you're younger, you just watch them because you had only a few of them, so you'd really watch them over and over. But the Neverending Story is so awesome. I have so many great memories memories from it, and this uh, to get Tammy on the podcast was was really something special, really awesome. Uh, we, so we talked for about thirty minutes, and I didn't really do a, a real introduction like I normally do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna t- do some of that stuff right now just to get it out of the way. So let me pull out my uh, my big boy tablet. Okay, so this is episode 98, episode 98, I did 98 episodes of a podcast, I want to say I did it solo, I mean I do all the editing and I do I do every, all the recording and the producing, all that stuff, but I've had like so many awesome guests, I, I have and I, I'm really, uh, just I'm really excited all the time constantly when I get to have have guests on and talk to people, whether it be like friends or podcasters or actors 
or musicians. I just have so much fun doing this podcast. It's honestly my biggest high out of the entire week is to do this podcast. And I, I wish I had three hours to talk to Tammy. I really do. Uh, this is a great, 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 great podcast. Uh, if you're a Tammy fan and not yet a Sean fan, my name is Sean, of course. And this is my podcast. How you doing? Nice to meet you. Come back. Listen to some other episodes. Check it out. You might be surprised. And you might be also terrified because I do weird improv skits and sometimes things get a little risque. But this is the most straightforward interview I've done to date. So relax. Have fun right now. Enjoy this one. Uh, you guys, if anybody wants to send me a voicemail, feel free to do that. I got the 100th episode Coming up, if you guys want to tack on, I'll tack on as many voicemails as, as I can. So just send me a voicemail and say whatever, and I'll, I'll tack it on there. I'll, I'll stick it in the podcast somewhere, even if I get 100 of them. And I have to have a 100-hour podcast because each voicemail is an, is an hour long. I will put them all in there. Uh, I might have to break that up into segments if it's really 100 hours. But, yeah, that voicemail number is 510-600-3475. That's just a voicemail. I won't answer and say hello. You just... That's a voicemail. It just it'll it'll go to a little message saying you leave a voicemail. I'll play it on that episode. Uh, say specifically it's for that episode if you do leave a voicemail. People are scared of voicemails. I don't know why. If you guys want to send me an email, you can at horriblyawkwardpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to do it the old school way and type things out, which I'm way too lazy to type things out. That's why I like Twitter. Twitter's like a hundred and what? How many? Twitter's like a hundred and something characters. 140, 150 characters. I don't know. Either way, I have to really tighten it up. So I'm okay with that. I'm okay in very small bursts. Okay, look, you guys. I know you're sick of hearing me talk. You're here for Tammy. I appreciate it. As long as you're here, you're here, and I'm happy. I'm really happy, happy about that. But let's get right into the podcast. Tammy Stronach. From the never-ending story. Hey, Norma. Yeah, you. You know what to do. Give us a horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. That's horrible. I can't even control myself. So horribly awkward. This is so awkward. This is so awkward. This is horribly awkward. No one off. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Sean, dude, you're horribly awkward. Sean, I know you think this is weird, but it's not as weird as you think it is, dude. Don't think that it's awkward. (laughs) Welcome to a very special episode of Horribly Awkward, episode 98. I'm getting so close to 100, I think I'm getting scared. With me today is a very talented actress, choreographer, dancer, theater performer from the iconic... 1984 film, The Never-Ending Story, The Childlike Empress Herself. Everybody, give a warm welcome to Tammy Stroda! <laughs> Thank you so much for Settle that down. super oh. warm welcome. Thank you. Yes, yes. I, I'm really excited. Um, this, is, this is so fun. I'm sure you're sick of hearing... Never-ending story, never-ending story. Like, guys, I do so much more than the never-ending story. That was so long ago. No, you know, I'm really not. And I think it's because um, I took such a long break from from talking about it. It's, you know, obviously, I, I didn't 
continue to make films. I went on to do dance and live theater. And so for me, I took such a tremendously long break from, from talking about it or thinking about it that coming back to it now is, I don't know, it's like, it's nostalgic in the way that, um, nostalgia is good, like not, not bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and you know, I have a kid and, it's so fun for me that, you know, this was a, a children's film and, and that now she is interested in it. And so um, I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying the opportunity to kind of revisit it and connect with people and discuss our shared 80s childhood. Yes, yeah, that's awesome. So you have a daughter. How old is your daughter? My daughter is six. Her that's name like is on the Maya. Edge. Yeah. That's like on the edge of because I remember watching this because uh, I was born in eighty, so I was roughly four or five years old when I watched it. Yeah. And it, it's it's kind of dark and scary. There's a lot of really dark <laughs> creatures and yes. And there's those um there's those two guard things. I forget what they're called, but like they're just well, like the sphinxes. Yeah, they're like topless. I remember seeing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was made in Germany. It's a totally. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's so funny. They don't really think about stuff like that there. Um, yeah, it is. And I actually, I haven't shown her the the film because she's very, very sensitive. And when, like, the starfish, you know, is, a fish swims by it in some cartoon, she's like, oh, no, you know, the starfish will get scared. <laughs> so her threshold for um, scary stuff is pretty low and I don't want to traumatize her. So we've talked about the story. She knows the story and she's seen pictures and she has little action figurines that I have of the movie that she plays with. Um, but I think I'm going to wait till she's eight. Um, just so, so that, um, you know, she's not like, don't ever show me that horrible, scary thing again. (laughs) I want her to love it, you know? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a great. It's one of those things that I remember so fondly. And when I think of the '80s, I think of I think of Neverending Story, Short Circuit, The Goonies, Batteries Not Included. Like a lot of these movies stick out. But the Neverending Story is one that I can almost I can almost picture the entire movie in my head. And it, it, I just I just have so, such great memories. And I remember just sitting there and watching it. But it, it's re- it is dark. Like the the that um. That swamp of sadness. I mean, that's scary stuff. It totally is. It totally is. No, and I think the reason the film seems to last in people's psyches and hearts is I think it it it's an entertaining film and it's a cute film, but it's actually a pretty profound film. It has a lot of pretty deep, intense messages inside of it so I mean I, th- I think that the you know the author really managed to kind of um, touch on a lot of really amazing themes inside of seemingly this kind of sweet innocent whimsical story yeah I just looked at the the running time of it I was like how long is this movie in my in my head I, I was picturing like a three-hour movie because it's been a long time since I've seen it and I was like an hour and a half wow they really knock a lot of stuff out in an hour and a half yeah yeah, films have gotten longer, haven't they? I feel like when I go to the movies now, there's like two, two and a half hour films. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you see a movie that's 90 minutes, it's like, oh, this is only 90 minutes? <laughs> but when I, when, um, 
Maybe it's because we were all traumatized. That's why. It's like the never-ending story it just traumatized us and left this imprint in our brains. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. That sounds terrible. <laughs> in a good way, though. It's there, There's good... You, you can be traumatized in a good way. There's, there's great ways to be traumatized. But, you know, the most terrifying part of the film is actually, like, the three bullies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's real. That's something like I've never been stuffed in a dumpster, but I did deal with a lot of bullying when I was younger. I would let people walk over me and just take my stuff. You just weren't mean. That's being awesome. That's not. <laughs> I mean, the, the terrible thing is, is there really are bullies in the world and there really are people out there who would like to you know, find their own sense of self-worth by being mean to other people. And I think, I don't know, you know, I, I love the never ending story for making the hero, this dreamer who just doesn't have a mean bone in his body. I think, you know, that's, that is sort of one of the reasons, another reason that I think it sticks with people is that, um, uh, you know, we all kind of want to fight for the little guy to win and, and it, it, it's one of those, you know, there's so many stories like that, right? Like Dave and Goliath. And um, it's that it's when the little guy wins against the, 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 the big meanies that we, we celebrate. So I know it's, it's just, it gets us so excited, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you watch a sports movie and it's like the, the team that is not good at all. And then they win in the end. You're like, yes, because they, you know, they had to overcome that. <laughs> totally. Totally. So, so then the childlike empress uh, she, you know, technically not in the film that much, but the movie do, is mostly about her to get to her, to get save Fantasia. I, I mean, that's got a, uh, you're the childlike empress, Tammy. <laughs> well, no, no, technically I'm not her. I was just acting. <laughs> you are the childlike empress. This is real. <laughs> um, well, but I think, I mean, I feel like, you know, for me, when people ask me, what, what do I really enjoy about having had the opportunity to play that amazing character? Um, I think it's, it's a little bit like the, 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 the bully thing, like celebrating a hero who is, you know, the underdog and the same thing with the childlike empress. She's, this very powerful figure and she um, is really instrumental in saving the day, but she's not doing that through brawn. She, I mean, I love a superhero movie and it's super cathartic to be able to beat up the bad guys. Yes. <laughs> it's, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that that's bad or not cathartic because it can be, but I think it's also really interesting that in this film, um, she sort of exemplified power when she was totally still, when she was really sick and physically small and weak, and that her power really came from just being really empathetic and really wise. Um, and I just, I love that. I love that as a little girl, I was given the opportunity to play this really powerful figure, but she derived her power from things that we don't always um, appreciate, you know, um, like just being still and calm and patient and emotionally wise, these sort of much kind of gentler um, attributes that overcome, you know, darkness. 
Yeah, so you were a very young girl. You got you're presented with this role. You got to be in this movie that at the time uh, you, you weren't. You know, you didn't know this is going to be the never ending story. A movie people are still going to be talking about thirty years from now. And you just had to sit down and talk peacefully, and uh, and that was it. Now you're in an awesome movie. You just just chill, hang out, kind of you know, <laughs> very calm. And and I believe that one scene you're just like sitting on a bed the entire time. Yeah. That's I mean, so the, awesome. I mean, the funny thing is the first scene, I'm only in two scenes. The first scene, I had this gorgeous, elaborate set that I got to sit on, sort of this cake-like, pearl-like set. But the scene, the second scene, which is in darkness, there is no set. There's two chairs and like me holding a little Christmas light in my hand. <laughs> So, because, you know, the second scene is is in the darkness when he's having to make wishes about what's to come. So um, in some ways, it's very funny. The two scenes are really juxtaposed. One has all the technical brilliance of a film and this like really massive set. And and the second scene has all the simplicity of, in some ways, like a little theater scene, you know, just two actors, two chairs and a tiny little light bulb. Yeah, like two spotlights on them, right? You just that's that's so awesome. So I, I I have so much to talk about. I know we don't have a lot of time. I just want to sit here and talk to you forever. But you 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 guys you and your family were not the Hollywood typical Hollywood family, and you actually walked away from that life right after that. Is that am I right? Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, my parents were archaeologists and also um, my mother's Israeli and my father is um, Scottish. And so we uh, immigrated to the U.S. when I was um, eight. And um, and so in many ways, just uh, Hollywood and Hollywood culture was very, very, very foreign to our family. And Um, And after the film, we kind of thought we did this small little European film nobody would ever hear about or know about. (laughs) Yeah, nobody. And and then it sort of, um, you know, had a lot more um, reach than we had anticipated. And it was very overwhelming. I was really overwhelmed. um, And I didn't really know that I would be able to handle celebrity well, I think the 80s were also a really different time for kids in the movies. I think now there's a lot more sort of care to um, maybe help navigate kids through those transitions. I think some some child actors grow up to be phenomenal adult actors and they figure it out and they know what they're doing. And that's super awesome. Um, but for me and for my family, it just it was just like Mars. We were just like, whoa. And. Uh, I got offered some really strange, somewhat inappropriate scripts after the film, and we all just looked at each other and we're like, you know what, maybe, maybe, maybe if you want to get back to this later in life, you will, but for right now, um, we're going to, we're going to skip it. And, and, you know, I, I feel so blessed to have been part of the Neverending Story. I feel like it's just like the best part of what Hollywood has to offer. It's this awesome story that brought really amazing, talented designers and, and, and just artists and creative people together. And I just, I feel so lucky to have been a part of it. And, and I also feel really Mm -hmm. glad that, you know, I didn't feel pressured to necessarily 
continue on and experience the parts of celebrity that aren't so healthy for a young person growing up. So, um, so that's, that was the, that was the choice that I made. But now, um, in my forties, after a life of, of spending, uh, time in the theater and in the dance world and having all of my herniated discs kind of revolt against me and say, you know, no more dancing, Tammy. Um, I formed this company, Paper Canoe. Yes, uh, yeah. And uh, it's been so lovely. We uh, we did a, a play that ran in New York. Uh, first, we did it as uh, part of the New Victory Theater's um, LabWorks residency and a theater off on, on Broadway and 42nd Street. Um, and then we did it again in Brooklyn for a run. And now we're going to be turning that whole play into podcasts. So people can download and hear the story. Um, and so I've been acting again, and it's really fun to come. It almost like coming home just to this thing that was such a huge part of my childhood. Um, so I've been really, really enjoying returning, and I've been doing some singing. We just released an album for families, and that's another thing I did when I was a, a child. So it's funny. I feel like I'm in my sort of mid mid career kind of revisiting a lot of the same things that I was really interested in as a kid and and having a kid all of those things have relevance to her so it's been a really nice thing to come home to these early interests that I had yeah so you just blew my mind you guys are going to make podcasts yeah <laughs> oh, that's awesome I, I podcasting is so great because you could just you could listen and do it while you do other things which is awesome i love that yeah yeah it's a great format and it's it's you know it's really it's acting uh you know on on you know but just in through audio so i love the the imagination that a podcast can spark because just with a little bit of music and a little bit of ambiance it's really like the imagination is your only limit you can really build these um sort of vivid worlds through sound yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it's, that's one thing. Because when I do improv skits, normally on, on episodes, um, I, I go in and I add sound effects, footsteps, whatever, yeah. tinkering in the background. So when you're listening to these uh, improv skits, it's like you get this whole idea of what's going on. And also, I'm terrible at improv, so the sound effects make it seem more interesting than it really is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that. Um yeah, so we're 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 doing um yeah, and we just I just made a little music video that features my daughter, um, which is so fun, and she had a blast. So um, we're kind of it's it's an interesting time where I'm I'm kind of revisiting a lot of new territory and starting to be interested in digital media after spending twenty years just focusing on live, live performances, live performances. So, um, so it's, it's fun to give yourself an opportunity to change course and keep growing, um, at a time when you're supposed to kind of stop moving and just settle down and, you know, <laughs> no, never settle down. Be a shark, Tammy. Just keep going. Right. Always no, keep moving. I, I, so I feel like, um, you know, in some ways, um, that's, there's something, it's something, you know, exciting about um, refusing to kind of uh, pin yourself down and to just keep, keep experimenting and keep going in new directions. Yeah, that, that is awesome. I, I think live performances 
Oh, I, I feel like the high would be so great. It's like the instant feedback. You look around, you see people watching. I know theater, most of the time, people are quiet and really, really paying attention. But I just could imagine. Like, I, could, I don't know if I could ever do a live podcast. I think I'd freak out. But <laughs> I have dreams That's of doing this. That's a good this. idea, though. Oh, my God. I love the idea of a live podcast. Then you could hear the audience's response. It's kind of fun. It, co- it combines it. Maybe if I was Kevin Smith and I lived in L.A. and had this big audience, but I, I, I live in I live in Fresno, California. I, I don't even know if I could do a live podcast here, and it would probably just be me and a mirror. But at least that'd be two people. <laughs> Is a mirror a name or a mirror that you're looking no, into? No, like I'm looking into a mirror. So it's me, <laughs> me. <laughs> a mirror could be a name though, too. It huh? could be. I just didn't know if you had a friend named a mirror that really likes your podcasts. <laughs> I need a, I need a, uh, meet a friend named Amir now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be awesome. So you have a, you have, so Paper Canoe Company is like the umbrella over all your other stuff, right? Beanstalk Jack and all that. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, Paper Canoe is, um, we just call it a family entertainment company and uh, we are, making um podcasts we make live shows we make puppet shows we have this new folk rock um album that we are releasing and um next october and all of february we're performing on weekends uh in new york so we're still doing the shows live um and then one of the songs from that album we turned into a music video and that was so much fun that i want to make more music videos and, um, and actually, uh, we started talking about my husband and I potentially um, just mm, the seeds of writing a script and maybe doing a little bit of, um, of like a short film. So, um, so yeah, I kind of feel like uh, my, my, my roots are sort of shaking and, and, and this uh, return, return to some of my early preoccupations is really coming to the fore. And the truth is, I mean, the choreography has been so instrumental because I'm able to choreograph all the videos. I'm able to help with the blocking and choreography for the shows. And puppetry is really, really related to dance, having a kind of clear sense of how to move things. Um, and so for many years, I was sort of confused. I was like, oh, I like all these different things. I like theater, but I like dance, but I like singing, but I like puppetry. And it all felt like they were pulling me in in different directions yeah I can and see that. and now it's sort of this moment where i'm like oh i can just stick all of this stuff together and they can help each other and so that's really my goal is just to bring all the things that i love into one big salad bowl and have some fun that's awesome so speaking of puppets when, when you were on the set of the nevering story did you see like the the Falcor puppet or the rock biter? Yes, I how, did. How big is the rock biter? Is that actually I mean, like huge, or is it just the way the camera is made? No, it it's big? huge. I mean that wow. that um, film was so extraordinary in that really there's just very little CGI. Everything you see is that size, that big, that real. In the swamps of sadness, literally, you went into this circus tent that went on for a couple city blocks i don't even know how they did it they just wow shipped in so much mud on these huge trucks and there were trees and once you walked inside of this tent you couldn't see the edges of the tent because there was like fog in there and i mean the sets were 
massive, just massive. And the puppets were massive. Um, I think, you know, it, it was, I mean, as far as I understand, it was the most expensive film they ever made in Germany. And the, the, the budget was, is, was really large and they, um, they really did create these incredible, uh, puppets and set and each puppet had several people working levers on the side so it was never like a single person operating um yeah the scale of that production is staggering really that's awesome because nowadays it would just be a small little kiddie pool with some mud in it and a green screen <laughs> it w- yeah <laughs> i mean it's interesting i mean sort of i think i think that people are starting to recognize the value of like the tactile real animatronics seems to be the sort of bridge between the old fashioned puppet world and the CGI world. And there are some new films that are doing a really amazing job with animatronics and finding the balance between something that's physically there and green screen. So every technology seems to take a while to, not get overused. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Star Wars does it does it great. You know, they have a lot of CGI, but they have a lot of practical effects, and it, it just it makes the it, I don't know it, it makes it seem more special. Definitely. Okay, so we got about five minutes here, Tammy. Um, uh, Paper Canoe Company. Um, if, if you have any links you want to send me, I could put it down in the uh, in the description. If you have any YouTube links or any other sure. kind of links, um, I don't know if there's any videos you want people to check out. I've seen some of your promo stuff for Paper Canoe Company and the Beanstalk Jack on YouTube. Well, I will have this new video of a song called "Hey Wow Let's Dance," um, and I will. That's going to be out and ready in about a week. So I will definitely give you a link to that. Um, but people can just go to my website at www.tammystronach.com. Not the easiest name to spell. Unfortunately, I have a Gaelic last name, Strunach. Strunach. I like that. Let's, let me try that. Yeah. Everybody, welcome. Tammy Strunach. Did I do good? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So, um, but if you go there, it kind of divides into a dance website for my dance-related items and and paper canoe, and there's news, and we have an Etsy shop with some really cute items that we're also making for kids, um, some lesson plans that are going up on the education part of the website. So there's a lot of stuff to check out um, at uh, papercanoecompany.com. And yeah, I'll absolutely send you some other links. And if people want to reach out to me on Twitter, you can always find me at Neverending Tammy, and uh, and on Instagram at Tammy Stronach underscore. You know, Tammy, I have to. I'll just admit, you you're nothing but positive and happy energy, and I could feel it when I talked to you. And I've heard other interviews. Uh, you were on my friend's podcast, the Hollywood Outsider, with Aaron and uh, Scott. Yeah. Uh, those are really. Those are close friends of mine, great podcasting buddies. They've been on this podcast a bunch. And, and then when, when I heard you on there and a couple other podcasts, I was like, I really got to reach out and, and talk to Tammy because you, you just seem so positive. I, I love positive energy, and you are full of it. <laughs> if you could bottle Thank some you. of that up and send it to Fresno, I'll give you my address. I'll take some, <laughs> I'll take some positive energy. I would love that. I'm sending you a whole bunch of positive energy right now. I'm really doing it. <laughs> My Skype is not accepting. Oh, I feel it. I feel it. Oh, this is great. 
I feel it feels awesome. I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, this this has been a, a pleasure, and I, I could sit here and talk to you for hours. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, it just was not awkward. It was not even. It wasn't horribly awkward, and it wasn't even a little bit awkward. We'll come back sometime. We'll make it horribly awkward. We'll do <laughs> improv skits, and we'll, uh, we'll we'll light the neighbors' uh, bushes on fire. Sounds good. Okay, <laughs> take care. Oh, wait, Tammy, before you go, you wanted to play a song, right? Yes, this is the title track from our Beanstalk Jack album, and not surprisingly, it is called Beanstalk Jack. Awesome. So we're going to play that right now, everybody. Stay tuned. And thank you, Tammy. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Uh, 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 uh. There it is. Episode 98. Freaking 98. 98 episodes. It's a lot of episodes. Thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it so much. So, so much. How'd you guys feel about me doing a smaller, sweet, and short, to-the-point interview like that? I know it's not typically what I do, but you're going to see more of them. You're definitely going to see more of them. I want to say thank you to Tammy. Tammy, you are so sweet, and I am so happy and thrilled that I did not contaminate your positive energy because I have a tendency to do that, and I didn't. So I'm actually proud of myself. This is the first interview that I've ever done, or first podcast I've ever done of my own without any curse words. Zero foul language. Not even an S-bomb. Just nothing. It was very clean, family-friendly. You can listen to this with your kids, and I... I think it would be all right. Maybe I should go back and check, but I think it would be pretty okay for you to do that. Okay, Tammy sent me two songs. I'm going to play those right now. Those two songs are Beanstalk Jack and Still Away. So, so, um, they're very catchy. They're family-oriented, clean, fun songs. Don't blame me when they get stuck in your head. When you're walking down the street going, dun-dun to the Beanstalk Jack. Dun, 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 live in the shack. Don't blame me. This is all Tammy. It's all the Paper Canoe Company. It's 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 all the. It's awesome. You guys are gonna love it. If you guys want to send me a voicemail, you can at 510-600-3475. Send me one. The 100th episode's coming up. I'd love to play any voicemails you, you want to send me. You can send me a voicemail. Um, yeah, I already said that, but you can send, you can send me a a email if you want at horribleyawkwardpodcast at gmail you can find me on Twitter at awkward underscore podcast, and you can also find my personal Twitter account at they call me IAMS. IAMS is spelled just like the dog food, I A M S. If you're a gamer, good luck. You can find me on every platform as they call me IAMS. So send me a friend request, and let's uh, let's game it up a little bit. Let's let's do some. You know, right now I'm playing Splatoon, Splatoon two on on the Nintendo Switch, and I'm addicted. It's it's so addicting. I'm actually sitting there playing it in the mornings. Before I go to work, or not before I go to work, after I go to work, because I work nights. So in the morning, I'm sitting there playing it in bed, like like an addict. Ah, so much fun. So we've reached the end. Stick around for Tammy's songs. You guys are going to enjoy them, and don't blame me when they're stuck in your head.
Don't you worry about Beanstalk Jack He went on Empty belly blues When luck comes calling He can't refuse Takes his chances In his traveling shoes He goes up, up, up Up so high Up, up, up To the sky Up, up, up Don't know He's fancy free Taller now than the tallest tree Heads in the clouds and he's fancy free Happened far away and long ago It's mighty peculiar as stories go If you sing along, we'll start the show. We go up, 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 up so high, up, up, up to the sky, up, up, up. Don't know why. Now our heads in the clouds and we fancy free. Taller now than the tallest tree.